0: folks over at Thorium Wealth. Check them out online thoriumwealth.com for more information full disclosures. T-H-O-R-I-U-M wealth.com. We're also brought to you tonight by the good people over at secondstringsports.com. Um, you can check them out. Second String, that's second with a two. Our thanks to them for their support of the show. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of com. <sighs> Coming to you live from the place of Franklin states in the west end of Richmond where it is Wednesday, January the 15th. Virginia has just lost 54 to 50 to... Um, number nine, Florida State, in a game that I, I frankly was expecting the Cavaliers to be better than we've seen them for some reason. Um, I, I thought maybe they could pull off an upset. I, I didn't foresee sort of what Ferber said earlier, which is basically more of the same. But to do it in a place you know on the road against a team that you know has played pretty well of late and is obviously in the top ten, and then come up empty is is frustrating, and we're. No doubt going to talk about that So if um, if you are frustrated as you listen to this by a Last night's Virginia game You come to the right podcast uh, Before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody Up in Fishersville, David Spence is back on the show How are you, my friend?
1: I mean, I'm glad to be back because the last couple of weeks have sucked But i not excited to talk about basketball um, But yeah, here, Who Dave's on the board, at Who Dave's on Twitter And up in Reston,
0: staff writer Justin Ferber Before he begins his jaunt across the pond Is also on this here program How's it going, buddy?
2: I'm good. Uh, in about twelve hours, I'll be getting about as far away from this basketball team as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Add Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter
0: and Cavs Corner also on the Twitter machine. Cavs underscore Corner, great place for the in-game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. Um, all right, listen, let's. I, I want to have a very frank discussion. Um, I, you know, I think all of us we're all friends, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you're a UVA fan more than likely. Um, I can't imagine why anyone else would listen to it. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of us ha- are having the same sort of reaction to watching this team. And I want to I want to frame the discussion we're about to have about this team, about this game, um, thusly, okay? Multiple things can be true at once. I've said this before. I'll say it to the day I die. Multiple things can be true at once. It is true that this team lost a lot from last season. That's very true. It is true that a lot of these guys were not necessarily – Recruited to play You know sort of um, Starring roles let's say like that right It is also true that a lot of these guys Are playing in bigger roles whether they're You know they're playing college ball for the first time whatever And so a lot of this is still new Now I understand also that it is January the 15th So we're midway through January The ACC schedule is well underway um, Especially if you consider that it basically Started in November but For me the, all of those things can be true and yet Right like what I was Fascinated by going Into the season was going to be the fan reaction And such and such we talked about that but watching This team sort of continue To make not even like the same Mistakes they're they're they are like different Sometimes right they're, they're, they ultimately Get to the same place right which is Turnovers they had 18 tonight um, As a team um, It's it, you get the sense that if they could just be decent, right? Like, you're not even asking guys to sort of be anybody other than who they are uh, in terms of their skill sets, right? You're not asking dudes to go out there and drop 40. You're not asking, you know, them to hold a team to 17 points and a half, right? Even if they just went out and just played decently, right, and just let and just made the other team earn it, you get the sense that Virginia would win more often than not, right? And you watch this game against Florida State. Florida State themselves had 16 turnovers – Virginia ended up scoring um, eight. Excuse me, six. Uh, sorry, twelve points off of those turnovers. Florida State eighteen. Virginia three of fifteen from deep. Florida State eight of twenty two. I mean, there's just no way to to kind of skin this cat without saying like, this is a basketball team that should be much better than it is, and that's essentially where I want to start this conversation, which is. Like, yeah, they're not going to be top 10, top 15, but they should be better than what they are. And that's, you know, it's one thing if you go to Florida State and they beat you by 15 and it's a sound victory and they're just better, right? But that's not what happened tonight. That that Virginia team should have won this game, and yet at the same time, all of the mistakes that they make are the same sort of mistakes we see and make all the time. Ferb, I'm going to start with you, because you're typically the more even-keeled member of this, uh, this posse. Um, I know that as the season has gone on you've you basically become less and less of a believer in this in this group and and you're more set probably now than ever that this is just sort of who they are what do you when you look at them and you watch a game like this what's your takeaway what's what's do you think that that they have any shot to turn this thing around uh
2: they can win games i mean they could have won this one uh so I mean a lot of people will look at that as turning things around. I would say that if they had won this game 52-51, while that would be a good win for the resume and obviously would help would have helped their tournament hopes, it's still the same. I mean like that one shot here or there doesn't make the difference in terms of whether you played well or not or what that means for the rest of the season really. Uh, I mean I mean they just They did the same stuff tonight. I thought Florida State just kind of played down to them. You know, like you said, they turned the ball over a lot, um, especially in the second half. They were just throwing possessions away. Um, And, you know, if UVA catches them on a night where they play a little better, I don't know if that game's as close. Uh, UVA played about how they normally do, so I don't really have a lot of takeaways from them from this game because, you know, what we've seen the last however many months it's been, since the beginning of the season, I mean, like, We forget now, but that that Syracuse game, that opener, a lot of people just attributed that to, well, you know, first game of the season, Syracuse runs the zone, which can kind of make games ugly. You know, everybody's trying to get used to their roles. That's not what it was. That was just a sign of things to come, right? And I don't really, I mean, I know that I've seen this. I I, I don't know. I don't agree with the take that we don't know what this team is yet. I think we know what this team is yet. They've shown us for 16 games. Um. They are a very limited offensive team. Uh, they turn the ball over a lot. Uh, they don't shoot the ball well. They are literally one of the worst shooting teams in the country. Um, and probably the worst offensive team I've ever seen UVA put on the court. Um, now, I mean, that's not as many years as as you guys have been watching. I might have missed a few really bad teams in there. But I think any UVA team I've seen could hang with this team on offense just because UVA can't score. Um and while, you know, it is true, you know, like you said, but more things can be true at the same time than, you know, just one absolute fact. It's true. They lost three guys to the NBA. And and that was, you know, a ton of their production. And you can't expect them to replace those guys and be as good. But we didn't. We didn't think they'd be that good. We thought they would take a big step back. But through defense and you know, a couple of guys that were a big part of the championship run stepping up and then also the addition of new players being able to come in and play well, that they would be able to at least reach a level of consistency in a, in a sport that struggles to find it. Um, A lot of teams struggle with consistency and UVA has been a model of it, you know, since Tony Bennett got there really, but really over the last six or seven years. They're just not there. I mean, they're they're consistent. They're just consistently mediocre or bad. um And to be quite honest with you, we can get into this, but I, I think a part of it is just i don't I don't know if I believe in the talent of this group. Like I just don't know if they have enough ACC caliber players on this team. And I'm not trying to th- take shots at anybody. I mean, they're certainly better basketball players than I am. Um, but that's a pretty low bar. So <laughs> they're gonna have to figure out what what they need to do to maximize things. But really, I mean, the the recipe is what we saw tonight. Try to get an ugly game in the low 50s and hope that you make one more shot than them down the stretch, but that's no way to live, um, in in college basketball.
0: <laughs> that's no way to live. Um, all right, a couple things. i I don't think. To, to your points about I, – I, I, I don't dis- necessarily disagree about sort of, the, sort of the, the the ceiling of the talent. I, I think that the, the ceiling for this team was obviously not going to be as high as what it was last year. The floor is obviously much lower. I, I think right. my problem is not necessarily that they are limited. My problem is that even in spite of their limitations, that they – they continually shoot themselves in the foot, right? And that most yeah, it's of the time, definitely both.
2: It's definitely self-inflicted wounds and stupid turnovers and stuff too. It's not just like lack of talent.
0: It's 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 like how do I even put this? It's like if you you get the sense that if they could just get out of their own way, right? And maybe and maybe and let me let me take a step back. And maybe the idea that like getting out of their own way and playing consistently is actually too much, right? Um I, I stand by my belief, and if anything, this game tonight sort of confirmed it for me that that they that they are better than what they put on the floor. um I thought their their ability to get the ball in the paint they were thirty to fourteen in points in the paint tonight. If you had told me that stat before this game against this team, Florida State historically a long athletic uh, physical team, Virginia not any of those things this year for Virginia to dominate in the paint like that kind of blows my mind a little bit, right um. We knew that Florida State was going to try to turn them over We knew that they were going to pressure on them I thought Virginia came in with a good game plan I thought that they executed it pretty well in the first half Um, They don't close halves well They don't start halves well Somewhere in the middle of those halves They typically have a nice run They did again tonight I am more convinced than ever though That this team can be much better In terms of wins and losses than we've seen them Especially in this three game losing streak The first one they've had since 2017 But It's going to have to require dudes to play at least moderately consistently, right? Like, you don't have to be perfect, but you can't turn the ball over on, like, 30% of your possessions and think you're going to beat anybody on the road, let alone a top 10 team that's playing pretty well. Now, granted, Florida State helped them out. Like I said, 16 turnovers for them. They didn't shoot it particularly well. They took some dumb shots, made some stupid mistakes. Um, I, I didn't think Virginia did a good job late Of being composed Which is you know, kind of a problem In and of itself But ultimately like, there's like three different like, Think of it like a Venn diagram right? There's like three different circles that have issues And there's this place in the middle And that's basically where Virginia's going to be all year And the idea is like how do you get out of If you can get out of one of those bubbles This team's not bad And they're going to play a lot of teams in the ACC this year That are basically in the same spot they're in right? Where it's just mediocre at best and that's not a shot, like Ferber said That's not a shot at anybody, we're just talking about Sort of what we're what you see And I thought, you know, if anything This season has proven to me that Tony Bennett's not afraid to change, right So, he, you know, he might still, you know, pull a guy With two thousand in the first half, but You know, trying to get up tempo, you know Tonight, you saw a lot of four out One in kind of stuff, which I don't I, You don't typically see Virginia run much Of that, let alone as much as they ran tonight Maybe they cracked into something that can help Them going forward, um you know, you just get to – it's like every dude makes, like, two or three mistakes a game. And in some cases – and it seems to be the more experienced pieces are making, you know, an order of magnitude more than that. And you, it's, it's frustrating because you look at this game and you think four different plays go their way. And you're not asking, like, you know, dudes hit 35-footers. You're saying, like, just rudimentary stuff. Like, on a two-on-one break, try not to dunk it on somebody. You know what I mean? Like, on a two-on-one break, maybe throw a pass. Um Maybe you know not drive into guys Who are bigger than you maybe you know t- You know call a timeout in the right Spot Um And it, I mean funny how a game is this close what Huff was going to score there On that play where they they didn't think The shot where the table didn't think the shot clock uh, Should be reset and it should Have but anyway Dave you have Spent more than 10 minutes Or so here quietly waiting your Turn and I very much appreciate uh You doing that Um where do you, where do you come down on all this?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to have, you know, let my opinion be formed by just tonight where Virginia hung with a top 10 team that was playing badly because Virginia has been that top 10 team and had bad nights and had teams that shouldn't hang around, hang around. Um, but at the end, you know, the better team got it done. So to me, like, you know, looking big picture and you just think about what we saw the last three games, um, You know, obviously Virginia had a chance to beat Syracuse, but that's a bad Syracuse team that that's a game You've got to win at home if you're gonna be a decent team Um, The league as a whole is down which I think makes it probably a little harder to to kind of see where this team really is Um, But yeah last year's team probably would have beat this year's team by 30 or 40 points. I mean just the truth Um, I mean, it's a little you know, it's depressing to watch after years of just beautiful basketball because not only is this team, like, struggling, you know, it's just they look so disjointed. And I don't, I don't want to steal my football analogy, but they look like a bunch of sentences that don't make a paragraph on offense. Um, and, you know, if you think back to what we talked about leading into the season, you know, historically guys don't come in under Tony as first years and, and, and contribute on, you know, scoring-wise especially – and we've seen that again this year. We're not getting any consistent scoring from from the guys who are, are new to the system. And we talked about how much the success this year was going to lean on the returning guys, especially Kihei, Mamadi, and Braxton. Braxton obviously got injured, and I think he's been – honestly, I think Braxton's been solid, especially playing with a cast on his hand. Um, Mamadi's been up and down, but you know that's kind of what he does. And and, uh, Kihei, I mean, it's hard to say he's been anything but disappointing, you know, in the last few games, especially. Um, I think his shooting is a little better than we expected, but his ball handling just, that's killer, you know, for a team that is, you know, last in the nation in tempo, you can't have your point guard turning the ball over six, seven, eight, nine times a game.
2: Um, And you can't make the points up because you can't make threes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, tonight was especially horrible. I don't want to pick on him because, you know, he's had some good games and, we actually, I remember before we lost the first game, kind of talking about how Kihei kept hitting big shots when we needed it in the in the non-conference. But um, you know, tonight, just some killer mistakes, especially when the you know, Virginia had what a two-point lead for like, three or four possessions there tonight, um, and a chance to really kind of distance themselves. And Florida State was out of it, and we just couldn't do it. Um, so for me, like the inconsistency from the three guys you needed to be good kind of goes along with what you've seen from this team. Like, at moments, they look great. You know, Florida State came out tonight and looked like they're going to run Virginia off the floor and kind of buckled down on defense and, and started doing some different stuff on offense. But I don't know, like, look, I mean, I don't want to be a pessimist because, I, I mean, Tony coached his butt off tonight. Like, he was more active tonight night coaching than I can remember in a long time. Um, you know, we're, we're I guess we'll get into some little situational stuff later, but um so I mean obviously he wants his team to be better. The, the guys want to be better. Just you know, they they are what they are. Um, in a in a game dominated by guards, we essentially you know, our two lead guards and Casey and, and Kihei. kihe's struggling with turnovers and Casey's struggling with the yips. Um that's a bad combo for a guard dominated game. Um and then Jay has kind of been up and down all over the place. So no one's had a terrific year, and someone had to for this team to be good. Um, whether they can turn that around, like, I mean, at some point you had to say, like Justin was talking about, like, at some point they are what they are. Um, got, what, 14 conference games left? Um, probably played a little more than half the schedule now. You know, it's hard to believe they're going to turn into a top 15 team at this point. Um, and, I mean, I mean, to me, at this point, ten and ten is probably you know a good number for the ACC. Like I think they would have to show some improvement to get to ten and ten right now.
0: Your point just then about somebody had to have a fantastic season for them to to be good, I think is it's 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 so good that, like I'm really kind of salty that I didn't think of it because that also is, it's
2: like not they haven't even had somebody have like a moderately yeah. surprisingly good season. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has exceeded expectations, even a little bit. Right. Unless, unless you want to count like chase Coleman.
0: Um, I, I, let's do this. Let's talk about some things. Let's, let's, let's at least talk about some positives. And I understand Ferber might have some, have a harder time getting to some positives. Should be a short segment. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I will say this. They were down. What? 11 to two. And I it was 1731 left in the first half. And I was like, uh, huh? Yeah. yeah. You know? And the fact, least, that, I'll give them credit. They hung in the game, you know,
2: like, but also Florida State didn't keep up that pace.
0: Um, give me Dave, give me some positives. What what's what not necessarily just this game, but to this point in the season. Let's just have that kind of conversation. What are some yeah, things yeah. I mean,
1: they're, that kind of up? They're positive? There are positives there. I mean, um, you know, for for this team, not necessarily for future UVA teams, but look, Braxton finishes a lot better this year. <laughs> Even with, you know, he, he's doing a, I would say to me, Braxton's a player of the of the year right now, despite the injury, um, just because he's been consistent and been a great rebounder, good on defense and scoring, um, and I you know I think defensively, look, I mean the team's lost some games, but the fact that, look, you've got to give the whole team and the coaching staff credit for being able to continue to play defense at the level they do when they're that bad offensively. Like if you go minutes without hitting a shot and sometimes like tonight minutes without getting a shot up and you can still get back and defend, like that's a culture thing. So, and that's, that's why they were in the game tonight. And that's why they've been in some of these games this year that they probably shouldn't have won. Um, You know, the defense is always going to travel, but I'm trying to think some other positives. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, there's gotta be defense, right? I mean, offensively, I think everyone's kind of had a ho hum year, um, So, yeah, I'll stick to those positives. That's all I can come (laughs) up with right now, man.
0: Well, here's what I can say. All right, I do think that that the one thing I do respect about tonight is that it would have been very easy. Given you've lost two games, you're on the road. It's a top ten team. Granted, the Tucker Center not exactly the most um, potent place to play, um, but certainly um, you know uh, a a place that historically has been tough um, for teams, right, Um, to get wins in at least. I thought Virginia's fight in this game, considering what they did against Syracuse and, and Boston College, was was pretty was pretty strong. Um, not the execution was was bad, and I don't think you can just gloss over that. But the fight was definitely there, and there I do think that when you have a team that fights, you can typically do something with that. I mean, that's that's obviously a good sign. Um, for Florida State to to go on this, what was it? So uh, after the under twelve, Virginia's up by by one um or excuse me by two Florida State goes on a seven nine to two run. Um Virginia did goes from the eleven twenty six to the seven fourteen without a field goal. And yet somehow with two twenty three to go had tied the game up, right? Excuse me, with three eleven left was up three before uh Polite hits that three about thirty seconds later. Um for them to be in a position to win the game surprised me and and I and I don't mean that in a in a harsh way. I just mean given what we had seen to that point, um, I thought Momdi was better tonight than he's been. I think he's up and down. You know, he and Clark both. The fact that they have been so up and down um, has been really difficult for this team to sort of get over. Um, Virginia has one double figure score, just Momdi, sixteen points. He had six rebounds um, and uh, obviously fouled out of the game. I, I thought he was strong again the way they played around the rim was important um but it just kind of blows my mind that 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 we're at the January 15th we're we're at the i don't you, you know i'm not saying we're like at the you know the midway point or anything but in terms of sort of where the team should be that this one the season a lot of the stuff Shouldn't be like Miscommunications Here and there And maybe that's a function Of Key being out For a while And guys kind of Getting used to it Maybe it's just a function Of like dudes Having to handle a, um, You know They just don't have The bandwidth To handle everything That they need to handle Um, Dave mentioned earlier The situational stuff So I thought There were a couple Of times where I would Have liked to have seen Virginia use a timeout Um, I thought The entry pass That got stolen From Hay Looking for Diakite In that in the last couple of minutes I thought was I mean it, it, Ray Charles could see that coming You know Like they were going to Obviously try to get the ball to him And, and the, the, the pass just was not Anywhere close to being there um, And that's been a, a thing Right I mean I think we have to have A conversation about Kihei There's I don't think there's any way Around the fact that like I don't want to say he is the reason for this or that, because I think that's too dramatic. But it's it's very clear that Virginia cannot have success if he does not turn things around consistently. And he had a couple bad games then a couple decent games. And now, you know, especially at Virginia Tech game, he was sort of back to himself. And now, I mean, look, he, he scores eight points. He's four of 12 from the field. Um, I wish I could look easily and see how many times he got a shot blocked. Um, but he finishes with five assists but nine turnovers. So half of UVA's 18 turnovers. I mean, dude, there were times last season and I understand we we got to stop comparing everything to last season, but it's it's the easiest it's the easiest contrast. There were times last season where Virginia wouldn't have nine turnovers in the whole game. Um it, that that's just not sustainable. And I think it's clear to me that that he is trying to it's it's almost like he's trying to do too much and just doesn't have the bandwidth to do everything that the team needs him to do. I go back to I'm going to probably echo dave's point about you know having to have somebody have a fantastic year like they just haven't done that and kihei needed to be even cleaner than he had been in the past and he's gone the other way which is definitely there are times when he's trying to make plays that he shouldn't try to make um you know tony always talks about he wants feel in his point guards and right now virginia doesn't have that right so kihei casey Morcel, like they just don't have that at all um whether they're in their heads about things, whether they're, they're feeling the pressure or whether they're just trying to do too much because they they understand the moment and the situation. I'm not sure. Um, I just, I don't think that this team because of the nature of the ACC is going to be out of the conversation for winning a lot of these games that are coming up on the schedule. Um, matter of fact, this was the one I expected them to lose the most. And the fact that they're in this thing, regardless of how well or, or not well Florida state played, the fact that Virginia was in a position to win it is, is in some ways kind of encouraging and at the same time even more frustrating. And that's, that's – that, like I said earlier, like you almost think you go into this game – if they had gotten beat by 17, you'd be like, oh, you know what? Natural. Top 10 team on the road. They're playing pretty – you know, they're having, hitting some rough spots. Um, for – I don't know. Did we go to you for the, for the positives? Or did we or did I just assume that you didn't have any, so we moved on? I can't. Remember. Yeah, I mean,
2: I didn't say anything. Um, do you have anything? Say,
0: do you have anything we haven't discussed?
2: I mean, Kihei's shooting has been better than than I thought it would be. Um, we'll see if it stays there. I, I don't know. Uh, other than that, I mean, the defense has been good from a metric standpoint. You know, that's half the half the game. You're on defense, so you know, they deserve credit for that, but that's pretty much become an expectation. So it doesn't feel weird that they're as good on defense as they've been, but, you know, it's still keeping them in games because I mean, again, they scored 50 points tonight. Like that's an absurdly low number. So I mean, they were in the game because they they defended well and Florida State made a a number of mistakes, but, you know, the defense still counts and and they could they could win. You know, if they're gonna go let's say ten and ten in the ACC this year, I mean they're gonna have to win Uh, you know, they have said they'd have seven more wins to get. I think they'd have to win almost all of them on the defensive end. So, I mean, that, that counts for something, I suppose. But other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to just like, you know, say stuff to say it. Like (laughs) there's not a lot of, I just wanted, I just didn't, I didn't know if you had
0: anything else that we hadn't touched on.
2: No, I I think that's it. I mean, Um, well, let's, we'll see. I mean, I think, I think there's still like, again, there's still half the season to go. I think maybe some things emerge as we move along Um. The one thing that I think is maybe one of the more disappointing things to me about this team is that um, I don't know, and I'm not speaking for everybody on the roster, I don't know how much, like, uh, you know, in a season like this, you could say, like, okay, they'll take their lumps, but they'll be better for it next year. I think with some of the talent they have coming in and how I think this season's going to go, I don't really know how much of this year's team is going to, I'm not saying they won't play at all, but I, I think that you'll see a very different looking team. So I don't really know, you know, it'd be like, it's not quite as drastic as this, but it'd be like if Duke with a bunch of freshmen was struggling to win and you could say, well, it'll pay off next year because you know it won't because it'll be completely
0: different guys. What do you think, Dave? You were getting ready to say something there?
1: No, I was just going to say like, I mean, it's been, (laughs) it's such a hard season because you're contrasting it to last year. Right. Um, And just how beautiful the basketball was at Tom's and i mean like yeah i try not to be too frustrated because there's so much change and and we know like when we talked about why virginia was good it was the collectiveness of the team right like how the the defense moves in sync and the offense was always in rhythm um i mean think about all the passes they used to make the kyle and ty like coming off screens like the ball was in the air to them before they even got through it um like that beauty took a long time and those were talented guys that made it happen into this year where like, it seems if they don't wait till the guys open, it's a turnover when they throw it because they're not on the same page. And the guys are playing roles. I don't want to say over their head, but maybe over where they are in their development. Um, it just, it, it makes it hard to watch. Um, I mean, I don't know that this team is as bad as like Tony's first or second teams, but because it's been so long since that happened, it feels like it's the worst team I've seen under him, um, which is not fair because it, it's not. I mean, there's there's talent on the team. It's just, like I said, it's just not very cohesive. Um, and with the inconsistencies and trying to figure out, like, who's hot and who's not, and, and God forbid, in the way the game is today, it, if you can't hit threes, it's such a disadvantage because um, it's just such a, you know, three point shot is such a huge part of the game today. And when your team pretty much comes in and if they hit 25%, it's a good night for them. You know, you're, you're behind the eight ball to start with. So it's just, you know, you combine that with the fact I mean, I do think there were some players we were hoping would be more than they've been this year. I mean, Casey has definitely struggled shooting the ball. You know, his defense has been fine. I, I like tonight that they had him bringing the ball up. Some, yeah.
0: I thought that was, good. I too. think
1: that's some, yeah. Cause I think, kihei has his issues but kihei's also playing like every minute Mm -hmm. and he's he's got the you know he's got the ball in his hand a lot so just by definition of how much he's handling the ball he's going to turn it over more than like ty would have last year where they were sharing the load with three guys who could dribble three and four guys who could dribble um and then like me to me the other disappointment this year has just been the consistency of jay like you needed Jay to be what we hoped he would be in spurts last year, and we just haven't seen it. Um, and at Tom's, like honestly, it feels like at Tom's when when Jay steps into the paint, he goes from seven feet tall to six feet tall. Like he got beat on a couple rebounds tonight. Now a lot of that strength and conditioning and all that other stuff. But you know, if you've got a guy that big in there, um, you know it's one less ball hander outside. He's got to be big. You know, he's got to do his thing. So when all that stuff's not working, and you're turning the ball over. You know, it's a testament to the team they were even in the game tonight, and a testament to how bad Florida State was this evening. Um, but they're going to run into, and we saw it. We joke, I think we joked on the last podcast I was on, like, you know, they might be able to beat some good teams, but they're going to run into a, a team like BC or you know Syracuse that hits some threes and they just can't keep up. So I, I don't really expect drastic improvement. Um, there's going to be a game. Look, this team will probably end up beating like a, a Duke or someone just randomly this year. Cause at some point they're going to have a game where they hit some threes. And if you combine that with what they are naturally, you know, they can, they can win. But I mean, I'm kind of like Justin, like I'm trying to figure out, okay, this team probably is what it is as far as their floor and their ceiling. And what can this team do to help next year's team? And, like, well know, the thing
0: about that Kihei's though,
1: playing more Casey's playing Like they're going to be Parts of big parts Of next year's team And hopefully You know Those J- two out. guys
2: Those two guys for sure Would be the guys That would benefit from From this
1: I mean Yeah
0: Think about it like this I mean we I want to have Like I want to Actually want to talk About two different things Right We all Myself included I'm not I'm not going to Single anybody else out I'll, I'll, I'll carry this too Like we all think We can't help but think About this team In contrast to last year Right um, and I, and I, watching these kids, and as the season has gone on, it you can see the pressure getting to them. And of all the years that there should not have been pressure, this should have been the one, but it's just not, that's just not sustainable, right? Like the pressure is clearly there. Guys are clearly pressing. Um, whether that's Kihei, whether that's Mamadi, whether that's Casey, whether that's Wolda Tensai and Statman, like everybody looks like they're carrying a 700 pound elephant on their back, right? This should have been um, A different team We all know that And these guys I think They tried to have an understanding Of what they were Going to be facing When the thing started But I don't think They they could have had any idea Of just How much That pressure Was going to feel like Um, And maybe the fact That they were ranked Earlier in the year Did them Did them a disservice Right Like If they had been unranked And nobody was expecting Anything of them But then to watch themselves Kind of Tumble out of the top 25 for the first time In what, 44 weeks or whatever it was um, You know, that's gotta be tough I mean, we gotta remember these are humans And I'm watching Casey Morsell Who I watched in EYBL do things fluidly Who, you know, obviously playing against different competition But, I mean, EYBL's not like, you know, Bob's grassroots circuit I mean, it's typically the one that has the best players That go, you know, and and do big things I His regression... You can it's clearly for me mental More than anything else he's just you can tell He's trying his best and and nothing Seems to work and he's trying to find his comfort there was This one time where he took a shot and it was an air ball, And a, the camera caught him Looking at the bench and he said it was open um, And I thought On some level Like the best thing that could happen to these kids Might be for them to like have an exam break right now Where they could just like have a week or so and just get away From it um, and then come back And try to prepare but that's not The situation they're in The other conversation I want to have is like We keep talking about this team And the elephant in the room Is that like we all know next year Basically whatever happens this year won't matter Right You can think about this roster everything you want But when Jabri and McCorkle And Beekman and Hauser Are available Like that's a different team Like it's just a different team And Diakite would be gone in that scenario obviously Um, Key would be gone I mean that team is just different, and there's no, there's just no way around that. And so like, as we talk about this team, we got to stop talking about last year and try not to talk about next year. But I, it's just natural. Like there, there's just no way around it. And as you look yeah. at this team going forward, for me, uh, and this is the last kind of segment in my mind, um, unless you guys have something else you want to get into. Um, no, it's like what needs to happen, right? So. To Ferber's point, as he's been sounding the alarm since literally the beginning of the season, like they're not going to all of a sudden become a th- good three point shooting team, right? So that's just, you know, there's no way, there's no, there's no scenario where you can say, okay, so once, you know, these guys start doing this, like, no. What can they do? I do think that the turnovers are going to be a problem because this system, at least in terms of like trying to play to their skill sets, dudes have to dribble. Like, there's no like coming off screens and taking shots. You know like that offense blocker mover really is nice on cutting down on turnovers because basically dudes just take shots right they come off curl boom you know there's a there's a flare boom, guy takes a shot right now you're gonna have a lot more the ball has to go from dude to dude and they're I still think that their biggest problem right now is that with five six seconds to go on the shot clock, it's not who should have the ball it's like literally whoever does and then if that person is in a position to shoot a shot, they shouldn't shoot they shoot it anyway um Getting the ball up the floor faster helps, but I, I'm trying to think through like what can they do to be better. And the and the thing I can come back to is the one you know Tony talked after the Syracuse game about you know c- control what you can control. Take the shot, don't worry about missing the shot. Just control what you control. Turnovers are a thing they can control. Turnovers are a thing they have they can't they just have to do it differently. And if that means dudes have to tighten up, if dudes have to be in their heads, then that's just gonna you know you're gonna have to that's the that's the the briar patch you got to get through first before anything else can change right before the yips go away before dudes aren't feeling the pressure you know when the stress isn't on them like you just got to not turn the ball over and just play the game and to me that's the only thing i can really put a firm hand on and i in terms of like what they can do differently to win ferber let's go to you what 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 do you think is there anything that this team can do differently to be better than what we've seen to this
2: point I think turnovers is definitely probably the most obvious one because, like you said, that's something that they can actually hopefully consciously control a little better. Um, I honestly, watching this game and and some of the other recent games, I kind of think, and this is not normally something that UVA does, maybe they did it a little bit with with Brogdon, but I would maybe consider just running the offense more through Braxton Key. Um, I think he's the most talented all-around player on this team. I think I guess you could say Momdi might be the best pro prospect, um, but I think Braxton. You know he can shoot, he can get to the rim. You've seen it at times. Obviously, hopefully the wrist thing comes off soon enough. But I would honestly consider just getting his usage way up. Um, I'd rather see him take contested threes than watch some of these other guys take open ones. They, you know he's just a better player, I think, all around. And and I would just try to find out a way to leverage that and get him as many touches as you can because. You know, like I said, they, their offense doesn't really run through one guy normally, and this year it definitely doesn't. You don't feel like they're trying to get the ball to any one guy except for maybe Momadi from time to time. So I would like to see them try to get Braxton more involved, and in, and by more involved I mean, like, very, very involved. Like, another team with a star player would kind of, like, try to get them going, right? Like a Jordan Wara at Louisville or something like that. Um, and just see what happens, right? I just want to see them try something different. I don't think it will really work. Um, but I want to see them, you know, try to, instead of, it feels like the slower they go, the worse they look, you know, try to get out and run a little bit more. I I would just try to do things like that, particularly get Braxton the ball more and and just see what happens. If it doesn't work, you're not any worse off than you are because it's not that hard to get to 50 points.
1: What about you, Dave? What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, turnovers, obviously, um, the, like, I, I don't know what the answer is to it, um, I think you've got to figure out a way to get Kihei ten minutes or so of the game where he's not handling the ball, um, whether that's on the bench or, or playing off the ball. They you've got to have, give him that time just so that fatigue. You know, he, he's a guy who's always going to be playing on the edge because he has to use his speed to make up for his lack, you know, his lack of height, right? Um, so that means you know, unlike Ty, who could use his height and kind of be really slow and then use his pace. Um, Kihei does need his speed to get around the guys because he can't be six five and get by him. Um, so, but he's got to be fresh, I think. So you got to figure out a way to get him some time off the ball. I do like the idea of Braxton initiating the offense some more. I think it would be easier once he gets his left hand where he can dribble better. Like Florida State forced him to the left side of the court tonight, where he had to dribble at the left, and I kept it was just painful to watch. Um, and I thought when, when Virginia was playing well, you know, a few games where they seemed to get the offense moving a little bit is when they did kind of hurry up, you know, get the offense going. Instead of waiting 10, 15 seconds, they were initiating early. Tonight, Florida State did a really good job of basically Virginia was getting it over with 20 seconds left. And there was, I I want to guess without even watching it back, there was probably 15 possessions in the second half where Virginia didn't even – have more than two or three guys touch the ball and no one except for the guy who shot touched it beyond the three, the free throw line. That goes all out top with 10 seconds to go. You can't do that with this team. Um, So you just got, you can't reinvent the wheel halfway through the season. You know, you've got what you got. Um, But I think, you know, getting some key haste and time off, um, time off the ball, running some more set plays instead of kind of just motion offense, feeding the post a little more. You got to try something different. Um, yeah, I thought tonight, other than the turnovers, they, they did, they, they ran some different stuff tonight. Um, but you can't look, you you can't have your point guard turn it over non-times. You're not going to beat anybody doing that. Um, and they just have to be, you know, the downside to getting late in the shot clock with this team is they don't, they are not a three point shooting team. So it usually ends up with a, you know, a a haphazard drop to the rim, which tonight and in other games has resulted in block shots or badly missed layups or, or out of being out of position and having a guy under the basket, not, you know, and the other team getting transition points off of it, which is just as bad as a turnover. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just maybe, maybe find some worse teams to play. I don't know. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, think, I mean, think about it though. For the psyche of this team, like Kihei Clark has lost more games this year than he lost all of last year. We've lost more ACC games this year than we lost in the last two years. We're, As we lost in the last two years. So there's definitely a mental component. Um, Tony always talks about you got to have guys you can lose with before you win. Well, you hadn't had guys that had to lose for a long time. So think about how many losses the guys on the roster. I think it's anyone, Mombadi is probably the only one that's seen this many losses in a season
0: yeah and in heck and and just to be
1: clear
2: i mean it's not like these problems are popping up in the last two weeks when they started losing like
1: no no just it was it was all
2: there in front of us like it was right there that's true um that's true i mean they snuck by they snuck by stony brook they won that game by 12 but it was close in the second half they beat maine 46 to 26 that team is awful they're like one of the worst five teams in the division one or something um, You know, they they won multiple games where they didn't break 50 points. It was all there. It was just they were sneaking by against bad teams. And now the teams are mediocre, and they're not sneaking by.
1: Right. You um, know who's not feeling bad for us? Like, every other fan base in America. Everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I try not to get too down on it because, look, do you think we're going to feel bad when LSU doesn't win the national title in football next year? We're going to be like, you won it last well, also, year. Also, I mean, this
2: is, this is the cost when you go from being the hunter to the hunted. Like, you're not going to be as liked. It is what it is. You have to deal with
0: it. Yeah, I think that...
2: But I would say to those other fan base, get your shots in now, because it's not going to always <laughs> be like this, I don't think. Yeah. This uh, feels like a year where you're going to look back. This could be a year, and we'll talk about this at the end of the season, but this could be a season 15 years from now where you're like, oh, that was like a weird... You know how people talk about those random Carolina teams that like yeah. missed the tournament or went 8-20 and 20 or whatever it was? Usually I the ones that have to have a title. S- well, I think this could be a season like that for UVA where it's like you look back, even if they end up, you know, over 500 or whatever they end up, you're going to look back and be like, oh, that was the one year where they just didn't really have guys. And, you know, every other year they were good.
0: couple of thoughts. I I was thinking after I was driving back from picking up my kid from uh, um, after school today, like I have been of the mindset lately that, you know what, keep shooting, right? Like Wolves inside, Morsell, Statman. You just keep shooting because ultimately, like those are the shots that are going to be available. You're turning the ball over try- too much, trying to get other shots. Um, just keep shooting, and eventually, either you'll rep it so much that it'll help you in the future, or you know what, they'll they'll start to fall now, and things will be better. But watching them with an emphasis on getting into into the paint, I, I I've kind of come full circle on that, which is I'm not entirely sure Virginia's best option this year is not to be a basically anti Virginia. Right, run when every every opportunity you can crash the offensive glass, um, and I mean no, don't play like a different defense. But you know, Virginia has historically not been a team that just pumps the ball inside. Right, paint touches are basically the way that they get the ball inside. It's paint touches and pocket passes and you know that kind of thing. It's not like um, you know entries from the from the elbow two dribble, you know, guys are turning and facing, right? This team maybe the best thing you can do is get up and down as you know, when a when a when, a, when it's up, you know, when the option is there, um, speed things up, try to get in your offense quicker because I think what you're going to see now is that teams are going to do exactly what Florida State did tonight, which is pick you up, full court, make you work as hard as you can to get the ball and and and, and sort of run your set. I don't think you're going to have to. But you're you're probably not going to get a lot of time where you're going to have a lot of set stuff, right? The days of Virginia being able to call this, you know, with the elevator screen and this and that, like that's that's for another team. Like this 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 team has to sort of just pump it in there, go one on one. I think the Ferber's point or Dave, I forget which one of you said it, but the idea about you know kind of focusing on Braxton Key and letting him kind of cook. Um, I think that's that might be a, a, a good avenue. Um, you know, he. He's gonna get better with that left hand as 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 time goes on. Um, he's clearly their most um, versatile player right now. Um, Dikite, when he's got it pointed in the right direction, is is not far off. But consistency's been such a problem. And I agree too. Like getting Kihei as much time off the ball um, is is good. Uh, if you can get him some minutes on the bench, that's good too. Um, even if it means you know playing Chase Coleman or. Whatever you've got to do, but I thought the idea of having Casey, because I mean, we don't think about it much, but like Kyle Guy brought the ball up not an insignificant amount of time, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that that's like a secret sauce or anything, but it's just you, you're just sort of thinking around like, what are some things they could do differently? And I think by and large, regardless of the result tonight, regardless of how badly they were turning the ball over or whatever, um, a lot of I think the blueprint's probably right there, right? Four out stuff. Get up as much as you can, play around the rim. Um, you know, I, and it and it's frustrating too because, like I said before, like the self-inflicted wounds. Like, I mean, how many of those turnovers do you think it it, it takes for them not to make before? Before the game is just different, and I feel like that's going to be a story we're we're going to talk about all year long. Which is you can you're going to look back at these games and think, man, you know, not too many plays here or there. But that's what happens. Like I remember when, we, when 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 the football team was still rebuilding, because Ferber has is 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 told me that we're no longer allowed to call it a rebuild because it's built. Um, but when the football team was rebuilding, we talked about the margin for error, right? We talked a lot about the margin for error and how like a couple of plays here or there, and all of a sudden you're just completely out of whack in that. And that's kind of where this basketball team is. A couple of plays make a huge difference. It's like exponential. Whereas before they could just kind of you know envelop the you know kind of absorb that and move on. This team can't do that. And turn it over 18 times You know I don't care if Florida State um, Only scored 18 points Off of those 18 turnovers Right which is actually really poor for a top 10 Team Florida State geez But like a team that's
2: actually Really good at creating points off turnovers Right
0: exactly and so I think there's there is Some good there right I do think there's some good There it's just a question of like how do you Kind of take a little bits of good and put them Together and make like a better
1: good Yeah there's one thing I, I Wanted to add which is Kind of cheeky, but I I notice it, and I assume other people too. This team needs to have more fun, man. They look like look they're losing, so you're going to look less happy. But like, I I just want to see like more joy out there on the court. Just have more fun. Like everyone looks, it honestly
2: looks like, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying before about how guys don't seem to have a lot of chemistry.
0: Yeah.
1: It
2: really does look sometimes like they're a pickup team. They yeah, it like, does. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like they just Where it's like, like, like just They just don't it. really
2: know each other very well, but it's like people are kind of trying to run an offense, but you don't really know what anybody's doing cuz nobody, you know, calls a play in a pickup game, <laughs> you know.
1: Find a weekend just, and go to West Virginia and get the Rapids. Come on. <laughs> you <do> yeah. <laughs> well, they will have that have some fun they, out there. I haven't looked at the schedule
0: in a while, but don't they typically have like a week or so like a
2: Yeah, they always everybody gets a bye. Their bye is at the end of this month. So it's they play Florida State on the twenty eighth, and then they're off for a week, and then they play Clemson at home. So they
0: have a weekend off, basically. Yeah. Well, they have should probably fun. They should probably try. Yeah, I, I think. And I mean, look, everybody. I'm not. I haven't looked at the message board yet. Um, my understanding is that it's not too bad. So if you are listening to this, thank you very much for that. Um, but realistically, like, it, it, they are what they're going to be. You know, and they might. They might be able to, as Tony likes to talk about, you know, turn some knobs here or there, tighten it up a little bit. But it's, it's going to be frustrating. And, you know, we talked in the preseason. I made some jokes not too long after, the, you know, the, the start of the season, some bumps started hitting. Like, people are – it's a whole lot easier to say you're going to be better this season when there is no season yet, right? Um, but it is. It's, it's hard to watch in spots, especially because folks have become accustomed to, um, you know, to watching them be not just good, but elite. Uh, and doing what they do and being able to basically, they used to be, you know, last year they were, or the last few years, they've been the team that takes everybody else out of their stuff. And now, you know, a team can like make one small change and Virginia just falls to pieces for a little while. And then they steady themselves. And, I mean, that's just kind of going to be the name of the game this season. Um, so well, I, mean, I think
2: one good thing that could come out of this is that I think, uh, and not that, I'm not saying people took it for granted, but – I don't think every UVA fans will ever take what we saw last year for granted. In turn, if we see it again, right? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> next year if they're a lot better, you'll be like, okay, this is, yeah, you know, people are making jump shots. Yeah, this that's is good point. New, you know,
0: it's funny though because you hear you hear people who, like get to Super Bowls and they're always like, you never know if you're going to get back, you know. And I mean, like maybe Virginia doesn't go back to the Final Four ever. Who knows? But like, there is this sort of feeling like. um, you never think when, when you're on top of the world that you're not going to be, right? You just kind of assume you're just going to stay there. And, I mean, we understood that the three NBA decisions were going to be, you know, there were going to be a whole lot of, you know, aftershocks from that. And certainly they're going to continue to be felt. Um,
2: Here's the thing, though. It was really only two NBA decisions because everybody knew DeAndre Hunter was leaving. That's true. So that, it wasn't like they were sweating that one. Ty Jerome was, by the time the season ended, 75%, 80%. Yeah. Kyle Guy leaving was a surprise, but yeah. but the, again, it's like, the, I'm not trying to, like, bash the coaching staff or anything, but I don't think you can just give them a pass for assembling this roster that has no offensive punch whatsoever, right? Like, I know that they're going to take a step back from last year, but can we set a standard at top 150 offense? <laughs> like, some low bar? I mean, I, I know they can't make the shots go in, but... You know, like they had, let's not kid ourselves. Like you, you know, the recruiting stuff they've passed on good offensive players because they didn't like their defense. Now it's coming home to roost.
0: Well, I I was specifically thinking about Jalen Cohn the other night, uh, watching tech, um, I mean,
2: I'm telling you, I watched William and Mary the other day. William and Mary, and they have a pretty good offense, but like they have guys that UVA had no interest in whatsoever, and those dudes would be UVA's some of UVA's best offensive players.
0: Well, that's right what now. I was thinking about Cone, right? So they, because they, they can shoot, because Cone was a kid who, you know, at that point you've got you've got Kihei, and you're not sure you want to you want to pair him with a with a small guard. But, I mean, that dude can leap, and he can shoot, and he can he can dribble drive, and he would be almost perfect for what ails them right now. And ultimately, yeah. what did they do? They decided not to use that scholarship. And I understand later they got Reese Beekman, and he's very good, and he, he's exactly what Tony wants. That's great. And I'm not trying to knock that at all. Don't get me wrong. Um, and you, but you I, hope
2: that this isn't going to be a big problem down the road because recruiting will be better. Right. But but
0: And if anything, what's funny about recruiting We've seen this before.
2: These guys that they take, like the Badokies and – a lot of those guys end up end up leaving, and they're the guys that they add late that are like under the radar guys, right, they and they guy, take them because right. they're like they like their athletic profile and like they're good defensive or players. But him, a lot of these guys are limited on offense.
0: Right, they see him in a tournament and they like it. Um, I'm not going to knock that because I do think that that has changed, and I think that's one no. Of the and every why, team does that. You know, every team takes does.
2: guys that are like under the, recruited or whatever, unless you're Duke or Kentucky. I think whatever, there has been but... a lot
0: of conversation about those 17 and 18 classes, and and I think in some ways it's fair to to say like, hey, if you had done X, this would be different. Every recruiting decision has it's like a butterfly effect. So you can't. Right. It's not a vacuum. You're not going to say like, oh, with that one scholarship, you should have gone and got player X. Well, if you go and get player X, there's lots of things that. Are impacted by that But I do think Cone is interesting Because he's exactly a guy That they could have had If they wanted uh, He would have been perfect For what ails them right now And instead of getting Jalen Cone They went out and got You know, Chase Coleman Who is essentially A smaller guard Who comes in and plays You know, he played Two minutes tonight But he's playing You know, spot minutes You could have Jalen Cone sp- Playing those spot minutes You know what I mean? Um, it would not have I think
2: honestly The big thing that they Not even a freshman But like if they had just and I'm not. You can't make it happen, obviously. But if they had just found a way to get like the best possible grad transfer, right? Yeah. I think that would. That's really what they needed. But because, like I said, next year's team is gonna. You're not gonna have as many of those problems. It's yeah. like you kind of <laughs> needed a one <one-year laughs> year fix, and I think they thought they had enough
1: to get yeah. by, and they just don't. Well, I'm just trying to remember the Tommy. Like most of the grad transfers, the big ones had made their decision before Kyle even. Right. So that was draft, part of right? the problem so.
0: of, of playing as long as they did. Is that yeah. because they were still going and guys hadn't made those decisions public, right? Some of those. But here's what, what's really funny about it is is that UVA historically has not been able to kind of be a, an attractive spot for grad transfers because grad transfers want a, want a, a situation they can walk into and start. You know, right. but UVA doesn't necessarily do that. Like UVA has, you know, has a system and you got to learn it. And it's not just about. Even just the X's and O's, it's about culture And fit, and you've got to have, you know, whatever If anything, this team... And also,
2: that if you're Like, looking to get to the league, this is changing Now, obviously, right. with the yeah. three guys that just got Drafted, but before that, I mean, like, that Probably wasn't your preferred destination If you right. could go to, like, Louisville or something Yeah, you
0: could go to a place where, you know, you're going to get You're going to be a volume shooter, you're going to get a, be a volume Score or whatever, you're going to have Opportunities that you might not have had And that's just a reality as it, as it Is. I think what's kind of funny to me Is that, like Um, You know, with this team, like, if you think about, like, yeah, they could have had one grad transfer, but none of those grad transfers would have been able to look at this roster and say, at the time, right, and say, like, this is how it's going to be, because nobody would have expected Virginia was going to turn it over, you know, regularly in the teens, right? Nobody was going to expect it. Kihei Clark, who was as steady as she goes last year, right? The dude who made arguably the biggest play of their run, right? that he was going to regress or that, you know, Diakite wasn't going to take the step, especially as he was going through the NBA draft decision and process. You know what I mean? Like as a grad transfer, if you're being presented with your options, you would never have, have never looked at Virginia being what it is now and thought that's what it was going to be then. You know what I mean? And maybe you yeah. should, maybe we all should have, maybe we should have seen it coming. I think we all understood it was going to take some time. Well, we kind
2: of did see it coming when they took some of the players that they got, like, you know what I mean? Like we were kind of like, oh, those are guys that like they must really like because they're going to be a project, right? And and now we're like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or at least that's what I've thought. Like, you know, like, for exa- I'm not, not trying to Anthony pick thing, on. Man. I'm not trying to pick on like Cody Statman, for example. But that was a guy that when they took him, we all knew that was a uh, a multi year project. And through these yeah. guys leaving, he has to play more than he probably should, right? But at the same time, I mean. I know for like coaches don't look at it as like, Oh, this guy's not going to play for me. Like that's not how you build a team. So like everybody should be up to a certain level. Yeah. Um, And that's something that I don't think will be a big problem going forward. So I'm not that worried about it because after you win a national championship and and having all of the uh, good facilities and ACC and good coach and everything, I don't think they're going to have problem recruiting. That was sort of an aberration those two years, but
0: well, yeah. and, the sp- and the space was so tight. And they one downside to doing a lot of red shirting is you're essentially moving dudes from one class to the class that hasn't gotten there yet. And so it always feels log jammed, right? Like you never look at the roster and you see a clear path to playing time. Like Tony's never going to get to a place where he's got to go find a kid right now to be the point guard next year, right? Like mm-hmm. that thing's in the pipeline already. And so like when you go to recruit these kids, realistically – if you want the best of the best because it's basketball and there aren't as many kids out there, right. You look at like the top 15 point guards. Well, they're going to have places they can go and be the point guard this year. They don't have to wait. And like, I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Yeah.
2: Correct? Like Duke has the opposite problem. They're trying to like almost push guys push, out yeah, at they, a certain they, point Duke because they're like, we got more guys coming Absolutely. in behind you. They
0: can't, they can't afford to have dudes decide not to go pro. Like, it's like, no, no, you got to go. Cause I've already got these dudes lined up. I think the other thing about UVA that is, you know, if UVA is going to start putting, you know, some, some film out there going a little bit faster, that would help, right? I think, you know, the MBA um the MBA sort of um I don't know, pedigree that seems to be building in the program is 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 going to be a big positive for him. Um frankly, Jabri Abdul Rahim's going to be a a, a big positive for him cuz that dude's a bucket. He's just a walking bucket. I've said it on this show before, I'll say it again. It's like I'm I'm all like I'm, I'm. I have no doubt in my mind. Like that kid doesn't matter where you get him the ball. He can he can get to his spots. He doesn't need you to run anything for him.
2: Like he would be. Well, also that's another thing. It's like if they needed a guy this year. Uh, Dave was talking about like clunky drives to the rim. I'm like he's the perfect guy for that. Yeah, he
0: would. Know? He yeah. Late in the <laughs> clock. Where's Debris Give him the ball. It doesn't matter. Like he does. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have to be. You don't need a screen. You don't need him to you know catch on this side. It doesn't matter how deep he is. Dude will. He just. He's fine. He's just fine. Like, he is – he's going to benefit, I think, greatly from from a system and coaching and, and whatnot. But, like, he is a, he's one of those dudes you literally could just roll the ball out and say, go, do. Have fun. Like, he's just that guy. And what's funny watching this team I, – I, I, I so often have this thought: Like, it, literally if he was there this year – and healthy, because I know he's been banged up a little bit. But, like, he was there on this team, they would be so different, right? And I've ha- I've played that game with myself a lot where, you know, I watch a game like – I'll, you know, we we were joking. We were in Charlotte. Um, you know, take one of those dudes from Florida, and that that Florida team that's very lackluster, and stick him on Virginia's roster, and Virginia's a very different team. Um, yeah. But anyway. Wow. We like
2: overall, a, being the roster stuff, I mean, be, just just blame Austin Nichols. It's all <laughs> <full. laughs>
1: yeah, It's where it all started, right? Yeah. Watch yeah. this team's gonna pull it around, make the NCAA, turn, NCAA tournament, c w a tournament, right? and make a run in the second weekend. We're all gonna laugh. That's.
2: I think, no, I think if we're going to talk real quick about the funniest possible result, it would be like they just slog through the ACC season, finish 10-10 and 10 or whatever, <laughs> yeah, but they're on they the really wrong side of the bubble, and then they win the ACC tournament. Yeah, that would be <laughs> great. They just
0: go on a crazy...
2: then, and then like as nothing, we all know, like the only thing that matters
1: is postseason tournament. success, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, well, I think that is a very good place to put an opinion. I guess, Ferb, we won't have you next week. Um, I don't know, yeah. Dave, Should I? should I... Should we try to do a a pod or should I bring uh, Patrick Stevens on maybe and and have him Talk to us about the bubble because Lord have mercy When's the last time we worried about the bubble Um,
1: Yeah well we'll see how we do Against Georgia Tech (laughs) and (laughs) discuss And NC State That's true yeah because we'll two
0: more games before That happens Um, but Yes Ferber have a good time In Jolly England um, And uh, try not to get arrested And or deported for anything Yeah not, why did I, I, I mean, if I get
2: I'm only there for a week, if I get deported, it's not the end of the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's not tell them that you said that going into it. OK, um, I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the show. If you are somebody who found the podcast through the website, uh, checks out Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it is that you can get your programs and um, give us a rating and review, um, mainly because we've been sitting on the same ones for a long time. And Ferber, you know, would like you to call him. What, what was that one once? The All Star or whatever. Uh, if you're someone who found the pie but hasn't given us a look at the site yet, just check us out at CatsCorner.com. Let's see. Right now, I did some deep dives with the football stuff. So I tracked some uh, pro football focused data on the offensive line, looking at where, where they improve and that kind of thing. And then also looked at um, the red shirting. Uh, and the number of snaps, both in special teams and from scrimmage. So you can check that out as well as you listen to this. Ferber will have his power rankings up before he grabs that plane. Um, and then, god, i gotta I gotta write the Georgia Tech preview, um, which is gonna be I, I don't know how I'm gonna try my best to be in Ferber's style of writing, and we'll see how close I get. Um But yeah, Virginia plays Saturday. You have to
2: throw in like a random, you know, like a city. player yeah. being from some right. random place.
0: What was the thing you just did, and I was and I laughed at when I, what did you? What was it you? Oh, did? the painted area. Uh, the painted area. I was like, good job, Hubie Brown. Well, you um, write
2: the same thing over and over no, again. No, you no, no, I no, no, no.
0: It's fine. I, I, I very also, much the enjoyed picture it. of Leonard
2: Hamilton was fantastic.
0: Yeah, that picture. I yeah, I was trying to find one with him and a player, and then there was that one, and I was like, ah, eh, you know, let's just have some fun with it. Um. Remember to hit the uh, Fanatic link uh, in either your podcast app of choice as of now or on the site as well. Anything that you get goes to support the show with UVA, NFL, whatever. You are a, uh, um, you know, what? Who are the teams left? Oh my gosh. You're a Packers fan? I don't Titans, know. Titans, the Chiefs, the 49. Yeah, the you, you like Derrick Henry. You want to get your Derrick Henry jersey? Hook up with it. Um, or, or Tim Harris. Or Tim Harris, yeah. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, lastly, I want to thank Thorium Wealth and Second String for their support of the show. You can visit Thorium Wealth online at thoriumwealth.com, T-H-O-R-I-U-M, and secondstringsports.com as well, second with a two. Or if you're so inclined, you can also click the links in your podcast app of choice or on the content item for this show. Again, thank you to everybody for supporting the show and for listening to us ramble on um, immediately after a basketball game, which is, I believe is the first time we've ever done it like this. Um, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing that happened. Uh, I want to thank Dave and Ferber for even graciously of their time uh, after a basketball game as well. I very much appreciate it. So for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.